Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Where's America, listeners? Welcome to my 512th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. well. My highlight of the week was being at the Masters last Wednesday, the cover of the day's practice rounds and par three tournament. And there's simply no other sports experience like Augusta on what was a perfect weather day, especially given the weather that followed uh, pretty much through yesterday's final round. Uh, It's simply the best walk in all of sports. Uh, Covered the course. It's my fourth visit there course just a large gallery uh patrons i should say and uh yeah just packed and every time you looked up there was uh famous golfers kind of right in front of you and then at the par three tournament i looked up at one point and uh i was standing near a tee and who came from further back on the tee a mere two feet away from me was the Eventual winner, John Rahm, with his wife carrying his children. And right behind him was Jose Maria Olazabal, who fellow Spaniard who greeted him on the 18th green after his stunning victory yesterday, as we all saw. Olazabal was there to greet him, uh, along with many, many, many other people. Uh, the food... Uh, We all know how legendary it is with the low prices, a buck or two for a sandwich, and on and on it goes. I, of course, had my staple, which is an egg salad, uh, which is fabulous, and later had a uh, a ham and cheese on rye, and it was just great, Uh, and it is just set up so beautifully there. it's kind of interesting to me because uh, I was talking to some people uh, and it's so much like Disney where all of the work being done to make it perfect for the patrons is so behind the scenes. You just hardly even notice it much like when you go to any of the Disney world properties or Disneyland out in Anaheim, Disney world, right up the road in Orlando here. And uh, so just again, a fabulous day of, non-stop walking all over the course as we all know it's much hillier 
than it comes across on TV. That point was certainly made uh, addressing Tiger Woods and his uh, leg issues. And uh, But on a beautiful day, there's just nothing like it. You don't even notice that you're going up and down hills and just walk for hours and hours, going to all the famous spots, Amen Corner, uh, 16th hole over the water, the famous par three, where so often the tournament seems to get decided. Um, so yeah, again, just can't get enough of it. It never gets old ever. Uh, so onto the tournament, of course, the weather on, uh, Thursday, late Friday, especially, and Saturday was just, uh, uh, about as bad as it gets, torrential rains at various points, cold. We all saw them wearing the ski hats and whatnot, and heavy gear, as heavy as you can wear while still golfing, trying to win the Masters. And then, of course, Sunday, uh, they had to finish the third round, which was cut short at around 3, 4 p.m. on Saturday, and messed up my Saturday plans to watch it, <laughs> and... Uh, and then third round to open the day, I finished up by noon and then got it going again immediately. CBS come on, as always, 2 o'clock on Sunday, and it was on. And the fact they finished it by sunset, which is on, on Sunday, yesterday, is amazing. So, John Rahm, he is uh, easily the world's number one golfer, he, he, you know, in every way possible including at the top of the standings but uh if he wasn't no one would doubt that he's the world's best golfer as we sit here today it's his fourth tournament victory this year um and that's pretty amazing in and of itself he had won of course the 2021 i believe u.s open out in california and uh so again he's the fourth spaniard to win it we all know the lineage Seve to Jose Maria to Sergio, now to Rom. And it's just quite a resume for the Spaniards uh, golfing at the Masters. It's just pretty impressive, remarkable. And we're all, you know, their tutelage of the younger phenoms, uh, one down to the other, has led to where they stand today, which is just uh, remarkable track record in the world of golf and of course uh rom's hero is sevy and uh and yesterday was sevy's birthday and i believe the 40th anniversary of uh one of sevy's two victories at the masters so just a remarkable uh week for me to have the opportunity to go up there on wednesday spend the day watch the part in the morning watching the practice rounds then starting around noon, the par three, which is as up close and personal as you could ever hope to get with, uh, you know, with all the golfers, because of course it's a par three, it's small, it's compact, large crowds. Uh, so it's just a wonderful experience. The second one I've had the pleasure to go. And the reason I was up there was I'm a member of the golf writers association of America and they had their annual meeting in the master's media center uh, a media center like no other and uh, uh, 
brand new a few years back and is just stunning to say the least. Then it was on to the course. Um, and then that night was the GWAA awards dinner at a beautiful location, uh, right beside Augusta and, uh, a few minutes from the course. And it was just great. Scotty Scheffler won the player of the year honors and, uh, he was there wearing his green jacket. So that was pretty cool. When I attended in 2019, Tiger Woods was there as the comeback player of the year that, that year, I believe. And so just a fabulous, fabulous, uh, day in Augusta and felt like the luckiest guy in the world to be there. That's for darn sure. So I have to give a shout out to the Bruins as the other highlight of the week, Boston Bruins, 63rd win most ever in NHL history. What a year they've had. And they have two games left, and they're trying to also get the most points ever. David Pasternak is just on a roll, scored a hat tr- a 60th goal yesterday with a hat trick. And the Bruins, uh, I've spent decades in Boston. they got to win the cup, period, or this historic regular season will be uh, forgotten, much like the 2000. Not forgotten, but uh, and not even meaningless, but... <laughs> massive disappointment like the 2007 Patriots who went as we all remember uh, 16-0 and and won two playoff games but lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants. My low night of the week sticking with back to the Masters is Tiger having to withdraw after making the cut it was sad and almost scary to see him limping and at one point what is now famous is shot out of the bunker where he was awkwardly uh, standing, uh, and after he hit the shot, he kind of jumped on one foot to get off his bad leg from suffered in the auto accident. But of course, uh, the good leg is not so good and has had operations as well. I, I believe new knee operations. Uh, and my bizarre story of the week is the Tampa Bay Rays right down the street. I'm literally 10 minutes from Tropicana field. Uh, starting this season 9-0 and on a record-setting spree, record-setting hitting spree, excuse me, after scoring only one run last postseason in what felt like the shortest postseason run ever. It was over before you knew it, and their season was over, but they only scored one run. Um, so all credit to the Rays. They clearly have gone out and corrected their problems. Uh, it's the longest win streak, uh, to start in the wild card era. Um, and the run differential 75 versus 18, they've scored 75, only given up 18. It's the best since get this 1884. You heard that correctly. 1884. Um, and they're, you know, Best start to the season. It's the best since the Royals in 2003. And in addition to correcting their hitting problems in an unbelievable way, they won every game by at least four runs. Again, 9-0. and And, uh, you know, they've had the pitching. That's what they've been known for. And the pitching is still intact. I mean, they they won 11 nothing two days in a row over the Oakland A's. And guess who's coming to town tonight? The Boston Red Sox should be fascinating. Uh, 
because the Rays have taken advantage of, of course, playing the likes of the Tigers and the Oakland A's uh, en route to their uh, fast start. So 9-0, it's just really so impressive. The city of Tampa is on fire over this. Um, uh, But now... With the Red Sox coming in, Tropicana Field should be jumping. They've had some nice crowds, probably the biggest crowds in years. And uh, and I think this week is going to be electric uh, over at the Trop. And uh, tons of Boston fans always come down, and Sox are off to a decent start too. So we've got – so the Rays now have some stiff competition. They're at home. And it's going to be fascinating to see if they can continue uh, doing what they've been doing, which is just literally um, remarkable. It's just stunning. Um, just so impressive, uh, you know, to say the least. Um, so they've been hitting grand slams. Uh you know, the first team with a run differential greater than 50 through nine games. Uh, their 57 mark run differential, third all time. Uh, um, and again, we're going back a long, long way. So, yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's really, truly special, special stuff. Um, and just looking at a couple of other, you know, factors with the Rays, uh, you know, 24 homers in their first nine games last year. They didn't reach that until their 27th game. There's a good example of just what's been going on with the Rays and just uh, how it's just off to a start like no other. So now, let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good, John. Doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you so much for calling in, as always. And when we last spoke, it was, of course, last Monday from you were in Houston covering the Final Four. We spoke at this exact same time last week. So uh, I'm dying to get your thoughts on the game itself. UConn is now officially a blue blood, period. Yeah, John, I think, you know, uh, five championships in is about 24, 25 years. They tied Duke. And then, uh, you know, I think Indiana and Carolina have six. I think Kentucky, eight, UCLA, 11. So I call them like the nouveau riche. They're similar to Miami in football. Remember when Miami went through that 20-year stretch or so, the number of championships in football? Sure, remember it well. Put them in that category, but – but anyway, five championships, very impressive, John. And the thing that makes it a program, John, and I asked this question to uh, Ray Allen and a number of people that I interviewed, Gino Oriema as well, three different coaches. That's what makes it a program, not just one coach. Being, I mean, Duke had right. Mike Krzyzewski, 37 years, five championships. But Duke, Duke had some history being in the Final Four, I believe, uh, in the mid-60s as well. But Connecticut to have three different head coaches, that makes it a program. No doubt about it. I guess, you know, one way to say it, AP, is quite simply, even though, you know, they're the best college basketball program this century. And that's just winning four this century. That doesn't count 1995, 1999 when they won their first of five. Right, Um, right, right. And, um, you know, John, when I uh, tried to forecast the game, I looked at Connecticut, and they had so many scores, scoring options. I don't think San Diego State, even though they play terrific defense, that they will be able to shut them down. And right. consequently, you know, they went 10 minutes in the first half, San Diego State, without scoring a basket. I think that's some free throws. But remarkably, with five minutes left in the game, uh, they were only down five points. Correct. There was a the moment there where, yeah. They're, they're, 
Yeah, their hustle. But Connecticut was just too strong. 59 points is not enough. And the game ended up being a 17-point margin, 76 to 59. But Connecticut had height. They had quickness. They had, you know, very good defensively. And they had wing shooters, you know, six, four, five, and above, and just too difficult to, to manage them to shut down everybody. And they had a pretty good night shooting, especially in the first half, I think within 50% or, or so. And they ended up for the game at uh, 43%. And, uh, you know, San Diego State for the game, 32%. That, I mean, as I tell people all the time, John, preface my remarks and discuss basketball, the most important thing is ball in the basket. That's it, ball in the basket. Right. Ball in the and, basket, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you, can, you can discuss someone's defense, San Diego State, ferocious, their passing ability, their chemistry, their ability to get out on the fast break, but you've got to put the ball in the basket. No doubt about it, AP, and what differentiates Connecticut from certainly San Diego State, if not everybody else in the tournament. Uh, they have five guys plus bench players who can do that, and so there's, you, just as you said, there's no way to cover them all, and they're all just terrific. And, uh, you know, a total, complete team. Um, hats off to Danny Hurley and resurrecting that program in just a few short years. And uh, it's just remarkable, AP. Uh, you know, the, Connecticut is just the the program of the century and reason for optimism. I mean, if you're a high school kid watching that uh, tournament, where basically they won every game by 15, the fact they won the national championship by 17 was right in line with pretty much how they won every game. I think there was one game they won by less than 15, but still won oh, yeah, handily. Yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, John, no, it was 15 was the least amount, I believe. I mean, when you beat oh, Gonzaga, was. Okay. was it 28? Yeah, so they, they right. were dominant the whole time. And, and John, when you speak about, about Connecticut basketball, I mean, those fans are going to be there forever. You know, Connecticut, the land of steady habits. So they're going, to, they're going to support their basketball team. They'll, they'll support a winning team. I mean, we see it on the women's side as well because it's wintertime that they're, when that sport is played and people are looking for, you know, avenues of, for excitement and uh, their basketball programs provide that year in and year out. I mean, the the trick now is when Gino Oriema retires, is that a, a program or is that just one coach? That would be the, that, the um that would be the big question mark. We've seen on the men's side, this is not the second but the third different coach. So you can win at Connecticut. Right. I have no doubt that they'll line up the right person. Uh Gino doesn't look like he's going anywhere and looks like Paige Beckers will be back next year. Uh, and she's a spectacular player, and uh, UConn lost earlier than they've lost in a while. Women, UConn women. Uh, but right. I expect if Paige Beckers can stay healthy for the year and into the tournament next year, uh, they'll go deep in AP. It's just remarkable. I've made, I've been to stores, interestingly enough, for a <laughs> NFL Pro Day, and uh, you may remember all remember the defensive back not all that long ago, Byron Jones, who was taken high. But he was a hot commodity, 
And, uh, but you know, just, but I've covered countless games, AP at both Mohegan Sun, both programs, men and women, Mohegan Sun, as you have, uh, at Mohegan Sun and in Hartford. Um, so I feel really, really connected to the program. Um, and what a ride. And of course, Jim Calhoun, you know, he's local Boston boy. I think he grew up in Braintree. (laughs) <laughs> a town outside of Boston I know well where I lived in the next town yeah. over um, so yeah so I have you know I have a good history you have a better history <laughs> you lived there um, <laughs> and it's just real cool when I drive in on you know the Mass Pike down to Route 84 um, you, you know when you enter the state of Connecticut there's a massive sign you know welcome to Connecticut home of and it just lists, you know, the men's and women's championships. And <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> it's a big sign. Trust me, you can't miss it. Right. And, you know. Right. So I'm sure you must have, you know, just a sense of pride. And I, I know I do. And I, just by being a New Englander um, and having had, well, again, I, had the pleasure to view and cover oh, so many games. Oh, oh, yeah, John. You think about basketball. I think there's... It, Maybe 363 teams in, on the men's side trying to win a championship. Right. I mean, football is about 131, I think. I think basketball now is 363, if I remember correctly. So, and and now in this this small state, and way up in the northeast. Right. And it's out it's out there in the country, and you're able to bring in players from everywhere. You know, globally as well, and uh, absolutely globally, yes, and absolutely. You're, you're, and you're winning, you're you're winning five championships in this t- just a little bit over twenty plus year stretch. Again, with three coaches, it's, that's it's, the differentiator right coaches, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, every program you named, and of course, when you think of them, you think of Jim Calhoun. He he won the first three, and he built the program to become what it right. became. And then of course, Kevin Ollie and Danny Hurley took it from there. But you know, it other, when you think of all the other programs you mentioned that are the, the biggest, have the most championships, you know, you think John Wooden, you think Bob Knight, you think Dean Smith, of course you think coach K. Uh, and of course you think Jim Calhoun, but there's two others to include in that as well. And that's, that's what makes it, you know, unique actually. Um, so it's just a wonderful thing. It just is. I mean, they just sit atop, you know, it's just coincidental that the, the one year the women go out the earliest they've gone out in a long, long time is the year that the men, you know, carry, uh, the hoops mania that is Connecticut forward and win it all. Right. Nobody saw it coming AP, you know, everybody's still asking themselves, myself included, like, how did I miss this? How did I miss it at the beginning of the season? They weren't in the preseason top yeah. 20s. So the bolsters are wondering that. And then at the beginning of the tournament, you know, kicking myself for not picking them <laughs> to win it all in my bracket. You know, two games in, right. it was sort I, of obvious they oh, yeah. might win. You know, John, I saw them, I watched the game against Alabama, and I could see right away they had the talent as good as anybody. Right. Of all the things I just mentioned. Uh, so I was keeping my eye on them. I know they had their stretch uh, during the in conference January. play 
you know, you know that team came in fourth, I guess, and, the, and I guess they lost their identity, according to Daniel Hurley, when he, we spoke to him last week, uh, defensively. So right. but you could see they had the talent. They they could score a lot of points. And I'm, you know, I look at a team that has the those those two attributes. They play fairly good defense, and and they have many options offensively. So that caught my eye. Complete team, just a complete team in every way. And, uh, again, just fabulous to watch, you know, and I, I, I don't see it ending, ending anytime soon. I don't look at this as the end of anything. I look at it as maybe the beginning of something. And Danny Hurley, yeah. uh, looks like the man who can, you know, keep this train moving forward. I, I don't doubt that for a second. So AP, it's going to be fun. Great report. From your time in Houston, it was great when you were there last Monday on game day, but earlier in the day before the game. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time because we know how busy you are and at the you're at the Final Four for gosh sakes. And great follow up, uh, but it's actually time for our first break. So why don't we take that now? And still a lot to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. African safaris, spring gobblers, handgun hunting, and NASCAR is what's on tap for this week on The Revolution. Jim and Trav will kick things off with outdoorsman extraordinaire Wade Middleton. Then they'll put the pedal to the metal with NASCAR's own Jeb Burton and top things off with the Kansas Catman Cat Daddy. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. We're American listeners. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, a veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the first previous segment talking about you having covered the Final Four last weekend in Houston and uh, and the connection you and I both have to UConn, uh, the national champion. But, of course, uh, as always, we love to talk our football. And yesterday, I found, yesterday, AP, I found it interesting where in the middle of, you know, watching the Masters and the final games of the NBA season to set up the playoff schedule, and then uh, baseball, and right down the street from me, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, off to a record-setting start. And dropped right into the middle of that is Odell Beckham signs a one-year contract for, I think, 15 guaranteed, 15 million guaranteed, and 18 overall. Uh, that news just dropped in the middle of this frenzied sports day. And a reminder that the NFL and football itself is, uh, you know, always, always present, AP. It can happen anytime, anywhere, year-round. And what does this all mean for Lamar Jackson now? Um, but fascinating right. signing, to say the least. Odell's been on the shelf for a couple of years since the Super Bowl he won with the Rams when he injured his knee. Yeah, John. I mean, that Lamar Jackson bag, I think there's a couple of dynamics that are influencing the process because when Deshaun Watson was signed by Cleveland for, was it $240 million, something that? Something 230 like guaranteed. That. 230, all of it I guaranteed. Mean, yeah, Every so penny. you have thir- 32 different outlooks to building a winning team. Well, yep. I think paying him that much money, uh, I think that's a mistake. It upset the apple cart, so, that's so, for sure. <laughs> right. So now when you're trying to negotiate your contract with your quarterback, they're, they're looking at that number. And you, the team, I'm, I believe they're saying, we can't, um, our decision has nothing to do with the Cleveland Browns. So if you want right. to see if you can get that much money, go on the open market, receive an offer, we'll see if we can we can match it. If not, there's you're going to be traded to that team. I guess they'll receive two first-round draft picks, as I understand. Yeah, non-exclusive franchise so, tag. Uh, exactly right. That's exactly yeah, the situation. So, that That's what the Ravens did, obviously. Yeah, yeah so I don't know the, the, the dates involved, John. No, I don't either. If you if you don't receive that much amount of money, and even though you were the MVP of the league, the entire league does not feel the same way. That's why you have 32 different owners. And I said, 32 different plans to reach the championship and win a Super Bowl. But I don't think that's uh, says anything against you 
uh, that's just your market value on the open market, and then that's the system that uh, you agreed upon you know, through, the, through the collective bargaining process. So Correct. If, if somebody doesn't want to uh, offer two number ones for you and then $230 million guaranteed, then you're going to have to take a different number, or you're going to have to take that number and go back to the Baltimore Ravens if they match it. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a fair way. I really do. Because you've Absolutely. Bargained for it. No, it's a fascinating test case, to say the least. I think it's common knowledge that the other 31 owners weren't exactly thrilled with Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam when he signed uh, Deshaun Watson to that contract. Again, it, it just blew away anything ever previously done for any player in the history of the NFL, period. It set the new bar. And I, I think it's, again, common knowledge that uh, the other owners, all the rest of the owners, would like to see the bar reset downward. And this is the test case. And we'll see how so far it seems like uh, everything you said is 100% true. Uh, nobody seems willing to uh, either pay that get money guaranteed in the 230 million range which 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 is what Sean Watson got or give up two first round draft picks period that's where we're at right now and the rate, and I do believe there there is still a little while to go maybe a month or two on this whole timeline I'm not exactly sure uh, so this this could go on for a while AP or it could spring up at any moment the way Odell Bucket Beckham did <laughs> you know any moment like Right. The market yeah, with yeah, the Ravens, John, I, so. I have no idea who this who is second on the list as a quarterback, the second highest. I do not salary. either. I, I, I have no either. idea. I, so I think it's Russell I, Wilson, I Aaron Rodgers for like annual salary. I'm not sure if it's a total contract over yeah. a number of years, but I think Russell right. Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are. In the mix for that number, I may be missing some people. But, hey, AP, every year, it's just, you know, whoever the last person to sign is, is like, you know, the new highest paid player in league history. Well, until now. <laughs> um, until what Deshaun right, Watson's right, talking until now. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard of Lamar Jackson has mentioned a specific number. But I'm thinking if he gets anywhere close to $200 million, and they're going to give up the two first rounders. I'm going to that team. I would think because I, I, I do not I do not believe that the Ravens will offer 200 million for Lamar Jackson because John is he I don't know I can't remember how many years he's been in the league and I don't think he's won a, a great deal of playoff games. A number of he has not. Games. He has not. He does not have that on his resume. He has an MVP on his resume, and he's yeah, to say the least great. a unique. That's great for him and yeah. Yeah. Right. That's great for him individually. MVP. That's great. It is. But what has he done with the team? Totally. AP. No, it's all, uh, without a doubt, the the number one reason not to do it is his playoff record, not to sign him for uh, the large amount, um, a history-making amount. But, you know, but I think another major factor is, you, you know, He's a fabulous runner. Maybe he's right there with Michael Vick as maybe the best running quarterback of all time. He has not completed the last two seasons, period. Say what you will due to injury. Say what you will as right. to why, how, whatever. 
it happened, but you know, the rigors of a, you know, the first couple of years as teams didn't know them well enough to stop them, but these are NFL teams <laughs> and they learn and they right. learned how to contain them. But then, uh, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, he has not finished the last two seasons period. That's it. And, uh, so I think that has teams wary. I really do. Um, because right. when he entered the league, people were saying, you know, he can't keep up that style. He will get injured. He will get worn down. He will get injured. That's just the yeah, NFL. I mean, period. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our G3 was a track star and he could there you go. survive. There you go. Lamar's bigger, but RG3 is the poster boy of that poster boy of, you know, that yeah. running style just typically doesn't last in the NFL. So AP, it's a fascinating situation. No doubt about it. Uh, you, you know, everybody's just watching and waiting. Uh, and then the meantime, you know, just to close out the segment, you know, we have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the whole situation is just quiet. Of course, the, I assume the Packers are just sitting back. They have no reason to hurry saying, you know, this is what we want. And the Jets are saying we're not, they want them. They want Aaron Rodgers, of course. And it seemed, seemed like a done deal, but it ain't done yet. So uh, the Jets apparently aren't willing to give the Packers what they're demanding. And the, I think we're going to get close to the draft on this one, AP. I think it could be occurred during the draft. Uh, probably so probably so john yeah but fascinating in and of itself you know it's been uh you know all quiet on the football on the trading front for aaron with aaron Rodgers. uh you know for it to just be non-stop and then boom uh roger says he'd like to play for the jets the jets clearly want him woody johnson said as much the owner and here we are and it's uh radio silence ap the last couple of weeks, which is just weird. <laughs> right, right. They, they've um, they've acquired some of the talent that he played with yes. at Green Bay. Some Absolutely. people who coached him in the past. Yep. I mean, John. They even uh, signed his former backup. Exactly right. Bay, Tim Boyle. And I, yeah. Yeah. There you go. They've signed everybody but him. <laughs> so, well. <laughs> You know, nothing should be assumed here. It's just fascinating to watch. Uh, fascinating to watch nothing going on. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember such a watch. Uh, but we'll see, AP. Everybody's tuned in. I think it's going to, uh, if it's going to occur, I think it's going to occur right in and around the draft uh, with draft picks being part of the package. Um, but AP, we're at the okay. end of our second segment together. And we still have a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Rich America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight and all week long, Tampa Bay Rays hosting the Boston Red Sox 6.40 p.m. this evening. So there's three night games in a row here in Tampa at the Trop, 10 minutes from where I'm broadcasting from as we speak, and then a Thursday afternoon getaway game. And AP, Tampa is wild for the Rays. They've won their first nine games of the year at a record-setting pace, and uh, they haven't had the greatest competition. And here come the Red Sox, who are also off to a good start. And uh, AP, it's <laughs> again, the, the town is in a frenzy over the Rays. It's incredible. So it's going to be fun down here this week, that's for sure, with lots of Boston people to boot. Yeah, John, it's always fun for 
a city to be totally engaged in, in a championship, you know, run or, you know, winning and just, I don't know, it can revitalize the city, it can energize the city, it just does so many things for everyone. It really is. It reminds me of the 1984, I believe, Detroit Tigers. They got off to like an incredible start. I think at some point it was like 31 and three years, just some crazy start. And they basically coasted the rest of the way. That was the team with Kirk Gibson and the likes of him. And so, uh, you know, it's feeling like that. So everybody wants to see it going. And then like you kind of coast for the rest of the summer, so to speak. And it's fun. But AP, you know, we love to talk our football down here and uh, you and I and um, now in SEC country, which I love, and uh, and yeah, quarterbacks. We're going to see some new faces this year, AP, in the SEC itself. So it's going to be fascinating. Uh, and I know, as always, you have some thoughts since you cover the SEC and know it so well. Yeah, John, you know, let's look at the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, was at Alabama for a number of years. So there's a a quarterback race there, and then you have Georgia with Stetson Bennett to fourth. He won two championships and mm-hmm. was the MVP of four games in college, the college playoffs, which I don't know if that'll ever be duplicated. So there's a, a, a quarterback battle as well. We have Devin Leary transferring from North Carolina State to Kentucky with a new OC, returning from the Los Angeles Rams. He was there in Lexington, uh, Liam Cohen. So we have a new quarterback in uh, Kentucky. We have Tennessee with Joe Milton, who was the starter initially, and then Hendon Hooker took over last year, year and a half plus. So right. And Joe Milton had a fabulous game against Clemson in the bowl game. So we'll have a new quarterback at Tennessee. Um, we, we have um, a new offensive coordinator at Texas A&M, Bobby Petrino. He's got to get that program off the 20-point snide. I mean, it doesn't matter who they played, whether it was Alabama or University of Massachusetts, they kept scoring 20 points. Um, right. So that was kind of a strange situation, John. Um, so then you have um, Ole Miss. They had Jackson Dart last year, but they brought in a, a couple quarterbacks. One of the transfer from LSU, Walker Howard, and uh, Sanders from Oklahoma State. So that's a three-way race. Um, Mississippi State, Will Rogers returns. Uh, but they have a new coach, so that offense will change probably a little bit. Uh, we have Missouri. Uh, their quarterback returns, but they have a transfer, Garcia, from Miami. So there's a battle there as well. And Arkansas, uh, Jefferson, Heath back. Um, Vanderbilt has their quarterback returning. Uh, Florida has the transfer from Wisconsin. Uh, to quarterback plus the returning veteran as well. So there's all, all these races, John Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Um, you know, there's all these races for who's going to be the court. Auburn has the returning quarterback, but the portal becomes available May 1st through the 15th, John. They're still on the prowl to bring in a quarterback. Jeff Gurner wow. played there last year, the freshman, uh, Robbie Ashford and TJ Fentley, but they're still looking for to bring in a quarterback. So, you have all these places, um, you know, that I would say the best quarterback returning, John, I would probably say in the SEC, I'd say probably Arkansas, LSU, Jane Daniels, who transferred to Maryland State, 
and Spencer Rattler's another year in that system. Those are, I would say, probably the three best returning, I would think, tend to think. Yeah, well, South Carolina in those last couple games with Spencer Rattler, it, it looks like he just finally found himself. And South right. Carolina was just on fire with what they did in those final two games. They beat Clemson, right. if I'm not final mistaken. Final two regular season games, yes, exactly. Yep, and I watched that game, and it was incredible. And uh, and I think they won their bowl game, and they look like really. They, they, yeah, yeah, John, they, they got beat by Notre Dame. Oh, they they did. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, they, they look strong. Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, looking strong though. Yeah, looking, you know, probably get better. I mean, Shane Beamer's proved to be a good coach, so well, exactly. His team is on the rise. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and he, he was euphoric, uh, you know, around the way their season ended. So I, I think they served a little notice that they, uh, you know, might be back, and they got the key. They got the quarterback, and you, we know his history at Oklahoma. And right. uh, beat out by, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner who was started at Oklahoma, then went to at USC where he won the Heisman Trophy. Need we say more? Caleb Williams, right? Right, right. And Caleb Williams, right, won the Heisman Trophy, right? Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Spencer Rattler was like a prodigy, so to speak, uh, when he took over. And uh, I think he followed Jalen Hurts, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, he did. so he sure did. So yeah, Oklahoma's had a, a string of pretty good quarterbacks. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> to say the least. And now, of course, Lincoln Riley is at USC, and Caleb followed him out there. But AP, it's going to be fun, no doubt about it. We're closing down the the show here in two minutes, but I do want to comment. You mentioned Florida, Anthony Richardson. I watched him. They had a big opening victory against i believe byu and i watched him and he was just fabulous uh of course he made quite a quite a mark at the utah. draft utah yeah i knew it was a school from utah and uh yes. and yeah so gonna be fun ap but you know because he he is like uh again so impressive and AP, we uh, just had to get that in there before we close the show. And uh, just want to thank you, as always, for calling in. Great job, and uh, and we appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, John, for having me on the show. Thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.